0: Welcome everyone to another My Blue Bricks Real Estate Podcast together, as always, Sara, how are you doing?
1: Hi, good, Uh, really good, we are approaching the end of the year, Uh, finishing some projects, starting new ones, so it's a really exciting period.
0: Yeah, 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 we're not just doing a couple of projects, we're doing a lot of projects sometimes, (laughs) oh shit. (laughs) <laughs> was very cool. And, and next year, um, exciting things that are coming. We're planning a lot. And today we're talking with an interesting guest because today it's a lot about helping international investors invest in Spain. Where do you need to think of when you want to buy a property? And we're talking with Christian and his company is called the Barcells Group. And they are lawyers, tax advisors or advisors when you set up a company and they will help you as an inter- international investor to guide you, take you by the hand and go mm-hmm. through the whole process, right? That's, that's more as a, yeah, it.
1: yeah. It's really, really interesting because he explains, uh, the steps of buying a property. Uh, what are the conditions to buy a property as an international investor? So I think that every old, every piece of information, it's gold.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I and mean, this, uh a more formal session. Normally we talk more about mindset as well, but this is a really, I think for the people that are listening to us, following us, wanting to invest in Spain are maybe a little bit scarier, maybe not completely sure mm-hmm. about what to do, where to think of how this works in Spain. Look, after re- after listening to this podcast you have no fears anymore because everything is explained today and we can already say something it, it is not that difficult okay yeah so if you're not sure 100% make sure to collaborate with these professional, experts that can do all the work for you yes you need to pay some money to them and yes they will also take care of everything so uh, very good session um Sada, is there anything more that you would yeah. like to say before no.
1: we go to the show now let's go.
0: Let's go, sit back, relax and let's go to the show. Okay, so yeah, nice welcome, uh, Christian, that um, that we invited you because you know a lot more about international people coming to Spain, Barcelona, Spain, where you guys are, are based. Uh, and you're doing a lot of services for international people, right? So it's lawyer services, accountancy services, uh, business services. Could you explain a little bit more about yourself um, and explain what your company is about?
2: Yes, uh, thank you for inviting me to take part on this podcast. And as you said, my name is Christian Valseis and uh, I'm the CEO of Valseis International Lawyers Group, which is a a firm, a law firm, specialized on immigration, business, taxes and legal. And we we have national clients, but we are oriented since 10 years ago to the international clients as well. And about my background, well, I studied law in Barcelona, in ESADE, and I did two uh, internships, one in in Geneva and one in London. And uh, in London, I studied in the London School of Economics, International Political Economics, like, uh, so more or less what I'm doing now. uh, Well, related to it. And uh, well, I belong to a family of lawyers. My father is a lawyer as well, and we've been practicing for over 50 years, in, uh, mainly in Barcelona, and now, uh, since five, six years ago, we do as well uh, in advising digitally, online. So we have clients from all over Spain, from Canary Islands, Madrid, Valencia, Galicia, everywhere in uh, in the country, because nowadays with this technology that we have, uh, pues today I'm talking with you, and uh, tomorrow mm. I'm talking with a person in Shanghai or in uh, South Africa. So. We are very oriented uh, to international clients and our main practices are immigration because a lot of people they ask us to come to Spain how to come and of course real estate is one of the most popular immigration programs of Spain as an investor so it's both both areas of the law, uh, civil law and administrative law are very into our practice in the office.
1: That's really interesting, so mainly uh, uh, most of your clients are international then?
2: Yes, well we have a base of national clients because of my (laughs) father and because of the length of the company and uh, and now we, since uh, 10 years ago, because Barcelona boom, no? Yeah. So we saw a big market on international clients and since Covid also, before Covid even, uh, we started to do webinars to try to to explain to the expats the possibilities of Spain, and this, when you do things digitally, you can have people connected in Kuala Lumpur and in uh, yeah in the middle of the Andes in Chile. So it's uh, so we practice worldwide, yes. Mm.
1: Yeah, and that's that's really interesting, no, to to be open to that uh, new markets. Um.
2: Yes, and uh, yes, of course, uh, the globality, well, I mean. It's not the first time that you hear, but it's it's a, it's a reality and now with the nom- digital nomad, remote workers, so everything is becoming more international, especially in countries like Spain, that they are very attractive uh, and of course, from a personal point of view, to speak with other cultures, with other per- persons from other countries, so it's always to learn, to grow as a person and as a professional, so it's fantastic. Yes. I love myself. <clears throat>
1: No, that's that's really good. Uh, that's really great. Then that you can be sharing now your your expertise here with us. Um, yeah. So as you know, we are uh, real estate investors. We uh, work together with other investors uh, from all over the world, and uh, most specifically a lot from Europe. Uh, so we wanted to ask you a lot of questions that usually uh, those investors have. And that um, I think you are the best to answer those questions. Um, yeah. So uh, what? Yeah. Well, the first uh, my question was: What are the main difference be, uh, between a Spanish investor and someone who is not a Spanish but is investing in real estate in Spain?
2: Well, the. it's difficult to put a difference because normally it's not because if they are spanish or international clients it's what they want because some people they want to invest uh, like on on a place where they want to live normally spanish people when they buy a property it's because they want to live, or if they want a second property because they want to have a a place in the beach or in the mountain Uh, so the the, the spanish people 80 percent of the spanish people they buy for themselves to enjoy the place then there is also, of course, investors, but they normally, Spanish investors, they go through uh, real estate uh, brokers or like uh, mm-hmm. specialized on this. And uh, international clients, almost the same. There is a typology of clients that they want to buy because they want to retire in Spain. For example, this is very typical case. There is other international clients, uh, for example, Chinese. They always want to buy a small flat or small commercials to rent and to take a profit so they want to buy three or four places to get a the benefits there is some people that they want to to do real estate to buy a building to, and to divide into flats the building and to sell them international investors sometimes will have this typology but at the end it's not about the nationality it's about the what they want to do but normally Spanish people they are more oriented to because they are gonna live in Spain because they buy for themselves.
0: I have a question for that, so do you see a big difference between, you were already saying, that a lot of Spanish clients that you guys have, they are then normally, or more on average, investing in things to live in it themselves, and do you see international people invest more in properties to rent out, for example, a lot of Chinese people?
2: Yeah, and some international clients, perhaps they want to buy to live in, but they always look into long-term, perhaps to sell it because they want to go back to their country mm. so, or they want to rent it out. So the perspective is uh, different. Also Spanish people normally they have their own opinion about the real estate because they are citizens of Spain, so they think Barcelona is like this. International clients, they get more advice from, uh, from professionals like me mm. or yeah. Asians, whatever.
0: Mm. Interesting.
1: Yeah. And what, what are the requirements then for those uh, international investors that want to buy a property here in Spain?
2: Yes, basically, to be able to buy a property in Spain, there is three requirements. The first requirement would be to have a number of identification in Spain, a tax number. It's called NIE, number of identification, number of identification de extranjero. This is essential. So, if one investor wants to buy a property in Spain, he cannot buy it if he does not have this uh, number of identification. Our office, of course, provides this service. The second uh, essential requirement would be to have a bank account in Spain, because to do the final transaction, the final payment, uh, normally, uh, except there is exception, but in general, the notary they. To have a bank account in Spain because they need to recognize this transfer and they cannot recognize a transfer done in Shanghai, they can recognize a transfer done in Spain. And uh, so they need to have a bank account in Spain. And the third requirement, they need to have documents that prove how they done this money, the origin of the funds. So if it was an inheritance or it was because of the professional activities, because they sold a product in their country, so they need to have documents in case the tax agency uh, would request to prove how it was done with uh, this money. Or even the bank, to open the bank account, they normally ask some kind of proof of funds.
1: That's interesting because um, we, uh, for us, uh, we usually don't, uh, we are not required uh, that part of knowing where the funds come from, only if it's a bank-owned property. So for international uh international investors that would be a requirement for any type of property you want to buy
2: well the the two requirements is to have the number of identification and the bank account Mm -hmm. and to have the documents to print the original funds is because sometimes the banks or the tax agency they do randomly investigations to prevent the um, money laundering Mm -hmm. so it's not really necessary to have these documents but it's advisable at least to have several at least to have a base no this money came from an inheritance or it came from a push, from a selling but the two elements essential are number and bank account the document is an advice from the from the office
0: okay, okay. and we have a lot of international investors and a lot of times they're a little bit scared about how to invest, what do they need, and then you guys are then most likely the, 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 the people that help them out. And um, for example, uh, these international investors that we are having, and if they're going to buy something, you probably have also good relationship with some mortgage brokers or where to send them to, because at one point they will need to go to a bank or they will need to talk with... how to get the best mortgage or and probably because that is not in your package of services right that isn't something that you collaborate with other other players out there
2: yes uh, we have three three people collaborators, or three persons with whom we collaborate basically we collaborate with one bank Uh, it's called bank sabadei and uh, if a client wants to get a mortgage we refer them to the mortgage department of Bank Sabadell.
0: Okay.
2: Our philosophy is to work directly with the bank because when you find a broker, uh, then perhaps he orients the mortgage in his interest. So normally we refer them to directly to the mortgage department of the bank. It's one of the biggest banks of Spain. Secondly, um, we have a real estate agency with whom we, we normally work. It's a big agency. And the good thing of these agencies is that they have a lot of product because they are so big and they work in, in all Spain, Schollengla and Volkers.
0: Mm.
2: And mm-hmm. uh, because at the end, our oh, we are lawyers, so what we do is uh, legal, so we cannot lose time on these things. So we yeah. go to this bank, go to this agency, we know that they are good and big. and. Uh, and then we work with a medical insurance and a health insurance it's called asista because normally the clients when they buy a property because they want to leave they want to get an immigration or residency permit and they need to have a private insurance so we cover these three things
1: okay so in that case i understand that the client goes first to you uh they say that they want to buy a property and then they look for the properties Not that they find Or they contact the agency first, and then when they have the property, they contact you to arrange everything related to the purchase.
2: Yes, well, it goes, every client is different. Mm -hmm. Some clients, they come to the office once they find the apartment. Okay. Uh, Some clients, they come before to know all the process to buy a property, and then we establish a relation for when they buy this property. So every client is different. But yes, it could be what you said, it could be the other way around that they come because they need a lawyer because they already have a property but my advice is always to to have an initial consultation before they do anything to know about the taxes the process the timelines the bank yeah all these things
0: yeah because buying a property is different in spain than in other countries for example i don't know from any country i'm myself i'm from the netherlands and then we come to spain there's a couple of steps that you need to know as an international buyer before buying a property, or maybe be guided by part by a company like you guys to hold their hands and then guide them through the, a couple of steps, right? Because there's a couple of steps that they need to think of when buying a property, right? Exactly. And, and these steps are normally, well, these steps, uh, the, the, the big steps are that normally they
2: When you buy a property, uh, we structure the, the protocol in three parts. The first part would be once they find the property, before they do any payment, any signature of any document, we do a due diligence. We check the ownership. We check that there is no charges. We check that there is no problem with the neighbors. We check that there is no issues with the city town. We understand what he is buying, or what they are buying. This would be the first step. Second step, once everything is clear, we go into the arras contract. It's a pre-sales agreement where you have to pay the 10% of the pro- of the price. And then uh, the third step would be what we agree with the the seller after a certain time, one, two months, we go to the notary and we we sign the final transaction deed. And this would be the three steps due diligence, pre sales, and sell.
0: Exactly, yeah. And, and normally, yeah, three mm. steps. We are normally called then a reservation. The first step, that is then for you guys, to due diligence. And the due diligence, you do the check of the apartment if, if everything is correct. And normally, sometimes not, but normally also reservation is put or an offer is put on a on property. And if it's get accepted, then you move towards the, the second step, which is then the, the contratoradas or the 10% down payment. Um, yeah, so it's 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 it also interesting maybe to highlight that sometimes you do not take the first step to reservation because you already move forward yeah. with immediately paying the 10% down. Uh, some people do that. Sometimes yeah. we do that as well because we, we know how the system works for international investors. They're a little bit more on, uh, yeah. it's more nervous. So probably they would, they would like to do the first step, the the, the, 10, the 1% of your offer price before moving towards the second step. Um, and then it's good to work with, with, with companies like the Valsales well, group because they are literally then guiding you in the whole process you know that nothing can can go wrong, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess especially if you don't know the, the market or the country, how is the process, then it's really easier to get started, Yeah, at least for the first time. Um, and you also said that you help them through the taxes. Uh, can you explain us a little bit uh, what are the taxes that an international investor uh, should expect to pay for a property?
2: Yes, well, here there is are uh, three, three, three things, no? three different topics. First would be when they buy the property, they have to pay a tax. Depends on the region of Spain, it's 7%, 10%, 8% of the value of the price market. So if it mm-hmm. costs 100,000, for example, in Catalonia, you pay the property transfer tax is 10%. Uh, This, if it's a new development, it would be 11, is 10 plus 1.5. So it would be 11.5%. This would be the purchase tax. Mm -hmm. And additionally to this, they need to pay to the notary and the registration would be, would be another couple of thousand. Mm. thousand This would be when they buy the property. Then there is two possibilities. If they become residents of Spain, uh, and they live in this apartment, they don't pay uh, a tax on it because it's their vivienda habitual, like their home. So, it's an exception up to 300,000 euros, then they have to pay a tax. And uh, if they are not residents of Spain, then they need to pay in the, the non-resident tax, the modelo 210. Um, to, to them. And it's basically the 24 percent of the catastral value, and from this amount the one point one percent. So it's a really small amount. Catastral value is the state value, not the market value or the selling or the buying value. So this would be the one of the taxes that they have to pay, and the second tax that they have to pay is the city-town tax. They have to pay every year, a tax to the town. To
0: clean the trees, to put the
1: lights, to have the gardens, the trees, all these. Mm. And uh, the tax that you said that they would be paying if they are not, uh, uh, they don't have the residency here in Spain, uh, that they pay uh, a percentage, 1.1 uh, percentage of the 24% of the value of Catastral, uh, This is every year then. If, uh, and it doesn't matter what they do with the property—if they rent it out or whatever they do.
2: Yes, uh, it's, uh, it's if they rent it out, it's a quarterly. They have to pay twenty-four percent on what they receive from the rental. If they are Europeans, it's nineteen percent. And uh, and then, if they don't rent the property, they need to do annually this tax once every year.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. So then. Mm-hmm. Either if you rent it out, then it will be applied the, the 24% if you know the EU resident. And if you're not renting it out, and, not, and if you're living in it yourself, you will pay the tax yearly, right? If I understand correctly. Exactly. And then there's then 24% over the catastral value, so the value in the books. Uh, they one point something out of that.
2: Well, here, if you, if you are residents, there is a lot of exceptions because if it's your home uh, and up to 300,000 is exempt. And then there is if you have kids, so here we will need to study the case in particular. Mm. But you would go through rent, I would say in Spanish. In yeah. easy.
0: I got it. Yeah. And there's also some point uh, most likely that I uh, think you wanted to touch upon as well Sara that there's a lot of international investors that are buying also here to get a visa of Spain which is very important to to them because then they can get a passport and, and travel freely uh, which is called the golden visa right
2: Yeah correct
1: And how th- the, how does it work
2: Yes, the Golden Visa is a program that they approved the government of Spain in 2013, at the end of 2013, uh, because they wanted to attract investment into the country. Because at that time we had a real estate bubble, so there was a lot of product and Spanish citizens could not afford to buy them. So the government took the decision to create this, this law to attract foreign investment. And this was not only in Spain, it was also in Portugal, and it was also in Greece. So there is this program in several countries. Mm. The program is very easy. If you buy buy real estate, over half a million in Spain, it can be one, two, three properties. But the total, more than half a million without a mortgage, then you get access straight away in a fast-track process on a residency permit for two years, and the renewals are for five years. With this permit as an investor, you are not obliged to reside in Spain. So here, what they wanted is people from Russia, from Emirates, from that they don't want to live in Spain, they have money. They put the money, I give them the residency permit and they can travel in and out of Schengen in of European space anytime.
1: Okay, so that, that would be the advantage that they can enter the European space um, without needing to be uh, living in Spain to have that right.
2: Exactly, and uh, another uh, advantage would be that they don't need to live in Spain to keep the permit. They just need to keep the investment. So, before because all the residence permits of Spain, you need to live in the country mm-hmm. to to maintain them With this law, no. And another thing is that this permit is it gives you all the facilities. You have a work permit, a business permit, so you can do. Whatever you consider in the country.
1: Mm. So anything, if they are maybe interested, then in coming here to Spain uh, or work or will a come me? Whatever, it would be easier for them.
2: Exactly.
1: Right, and you said sorry, and you said that you need to pr- make that purchase of half a million in cash. It cannot be with a mortgage.
0: Correcto.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. Mm. Hey, and for a lot of international investors that are investing with us, normally we buy bigger pro- projects, and then the investors are kind of jumping in for part of what we are buying. And there's also some people that at one point want to build their own portfolio here in in Spain, um, which taxes and tax advice is going to be super important for them because playing well or playing smart with your taxes. That is in the end the best thing you can do because otherwise you you pay a lot to taxes are you is that a familiar space that you help a lot of clients with as well
2: yes actually in our office we have three tax lawyers that they they do this planification so normally here the people they come we have three three de, well three departments you no know, they come to the office we do all the immigration if they need the NIE, the number of identification, the bank account. So it's done by one department. Then, if they want to buy the property, we have the real estate lawyers, the two lawyers that they help them with all the process to buy the property. And if they need advice with the taxes, we have a, a three pers, three lawyers that, uh, because they say, look, you need to do like this or like that. Or we also take a look into the agreements between the countries, between Spain and the country of origin. So perhaps there is a dual 3d agreement to avoid double taxation so it's more co- it's complex so we need to understand what and we need to listen to the client also to see what he wants
0: yeah yeah makes sense
1: yeah and it's so is it better to uh plan for the taxes before buying the property or that's something you do after
2: no i mean it's better to prevent also to know what you're gonna how it's gonna look the taxes in the country. So normally the advice would be take an appointment with us, and we will explain you all, all, all and uh, and then you know uh, how it's gonna be structured the investment. In you know order, maybe they want to open a company to buy the property, or we need to see, you know. Yeah. Just to avoid taxes.
0: In these tax treaties that you're talking about, for example, between Spain and whichever country, France, there could be a double tax treaty that you don't pay tax twice, right? So for example, you're earning your money in Spain, but you're still tax resident in France. Then these double tax treaties, they are looking at each other. You're also then advising the, the, the client, your client, to be perhaps and uh, not paying that much tax or not paying the tax in Spain, or you needed to pay in, in, in France, uh, or in in general that you don't pay twice the tax, uh, or to maybe plan your taxes smarter in France or, or in Spain.
2: Yeah, exactly. Also, también, there is, if one person becomes resident of Spain and has properties abroad, because if, if this person pays taxes abroad, then we do the balance here in Spain. So you will not pay two times the same tax. But if in Spain it's 19% and in France it's 15%, <coughs> you will have to pay the 5% difference in Spain. Mm, yeah, okay. I get it. Like to take an idea, but because every case is different.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, do you invest in real estate yourself? Sorry? Do you invest in real estate yourself?
2: Uh, well, unfortunately not a lot, but yes, uh, I'm, uh, I'm doing my things as well. Nice.
1: That's okay. a okay, good. Um, it's also good to be in the in the uh, skin of someone doing it, investing in yourself to then give the better advice, no, for other as well. That's what, at least that's what we believe.
2: Yes, of, of course. Yes, and I'm also already. I'm getting old, unfortunately, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm learning a lot. So during these past twelve years practicing, because I learned a lot about the real estate, about the investors about what they want, the clients also, so also I uh, orient them.
1: Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know, Irving, if you have any other question, anything or Christian, anything uh, you want to add?
0: No, it's quite clear from my side. I think for everyone that is searching for or wanting to do an international investment, like a lot of uh, listeners to this podcast are doing, then well, the Paul Sales Group or Kristen is is one option that you should have in mind because. If you don't know a lot about investing yet, or maybe if you do know a lot about investing yet and things are happening, it's always good to be backed up by by lawyers or by tax advisors or by advisors in general that are that can help you during the different phase of buying a property in Spain, for example. The, the contracts that they are presenting you, they could be quite overwhelming because a lot of times, that's something perhaps important to mention. A lot of times the contracts that you're signing in spain to buy a property are in spanish which makes sense right because it's in spain and if you they can translate it for you in, in a and in the notary and it's all possible but a lot of contracts are in, in spanish and then if you are feeling a little bit anxious because of that some agencies will translate it as well that you have a spanish and an english version but if you're anxious for that then uh, also christian could then be a good option so if, if you need advice for buying or setting up a company tax advice well companies like that are uh, are the way to go too?
2: Yeah, exactly. And and to conclude from my side, uh, one thing that you said is important, and we forgot is that I speak English and Spanish, and not only the language, also the culture, because I know how a Spanish seller would be. I know, I mean, depending on on the profile, what I cannot type food like, like that. Yeah. Which barrier, and there is a cultural barrier as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. For example, we're now buying properties a lot in in Valencia. And, well, like you probably noticed, there's the square meters that the owner's thinking that he has then there's a square meter which is in the registros and then there's a square meter which is in the not as simple <laughs> and sometimes these three square meters can be different and then you think like well Dutch person is then thinking okay they're, they're screwing <laughs> me over it's it's fake and I'm buying something that's not that is completely normal in Spain okay and so you need to be guided by an architect and also understanding what these differences are and, and, and again a Christian and his team can then help with that Uh, For now, I don't have any other questions, Uh, Christian, thanks for your time, Uh, it was very helpful, interesting, anyone that is searching for more questions or more things, information about the topics, make sure to also contact uh, Christian, and if you also don't have anything more, Sarah, let's, uh, yeah, you can take us out. Uh,
1: Yeah, so uh, thanks, Christian, for your time today and um, uh, it's very valuable everything we have discussing today so all the listeners if you want to know more uh, about Christian we will put the the website on the um, comments below yeah. and then if you want to follow us also we are on Instagram uh, at myblurbricks and then our website myblurbricks.com
0: ok gracias Christian Muy bien. Thank, thank you, thank
1: you.
0: A <laughs> Have a good day.